being around just good music, you know, whether it's serious or not, it's just sometimes it's just healing because music in itself is, is good for the soul. And if we can do it, you know, in a way that it's safe, it's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Anin, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is a place for Native folks to tell their stories. And every week we talk to really great people doing really cool things. You name it, we talk to them. <laughs> and we talk to them about how they share their gifts with their community. And of course, it all centers around this big point of purpose in their lives. And it is a you know, it wraps into the purpose in our lives, too, um, yeah. especially when it comes to amplifying Native voices, which I feel like is one of the one of the big purposes in my life. Agreed, agreed. And also, um, music is a big purpose in our lives, and mm-hmm. this episode kind of has that going for it, so. Well, your, your guitar playing, you can hear um, at the top, uh, yeah. in, introducing us, so... Yeah, music is kind of wrapped into what we do, too. How you been, Leah? Well, not making much music, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, doing pretty well. No, I am making a little music, actually. A little bit. Oh, nice. It's it's like in the the valley right now, but it comes and goes. And, you know, I do some work with Warbonnet and I sing in a choir. So there's good stuff going on. Are you still alto? Is it alto one, alto two? What do you, what do you? You know, I like alto two. Yeah, yeah, I just like it. Low, low, low alto. Yeah, it's low. In case you can't tell, I have low voice. (laughs) Sing low, sing low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bass two. Nice, Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing well. You know, just enjoying the deep breath before the plunge into fall right now. Um, Okay. Soaking up the. I mean, it's it's really nice today. Uh, Soaking up the sun a little bit and. uh, yeah, just, just hang. And I'm really excited to chat with our guest today, Corey Medina. Corey Medina is a blues rock artist from Shiprock, New Mexico, and is from the Diné Nation. He has lived in northern Minnesota for a decade now with the rest of his band called Corey Medina and Brothers. He and his band have a new album out called Soak. And we'll hear a few tunes from that today as well. So we'll be vibing, we'll be chatting. And all that good stuff. Welcome to the show, Corey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm born for the Salt Rock clan. I'm from the Dene Nation. Uh, my paternal clan is Nakre. Uh, my grandpa's clan is Bitterwater. And I'm from Shiprock, New Mexico. And I was born and raised there. Um, and I moved to northern Minnesota to a Shinab town called Bemidji, Minnesota. <laughs> and the Shinabs up here have been very good to me. And Shinab meaning Anishinaabe. It's been really interesting, like, getting to know a northern native culture, you know, in my adult years, you know, from growing up, you know, with my own Navajo culture in my younger years. So it's been really cool. Very grateful to the Leech Lake, Red Lake, and Wide Earth up here who take me in and my music in on their territory and are very good to me and my family. So, yeah. How was it like moving, you know, as a musician 
and settling into a new place. I mean, not necessarily just as a musician, but you know, as just a human being, and just how was that? Yeah, I, I think it's like pros and cons to everything because I think most people in general want to get out of their hometown and like just don't like their hometown, like can't wait to get out of there. But and I say this as humbly as I can, but in my case, that wasn't the case. I love my hometown. I love my community. I was, you know, getting ready to, you know, be on a board of, you know, in a community organizations and I was very involved with the native youth there. Yeah, I'm the oldest out of three little sisters who are very young, younger than me, you know. Um, but no, I just I I met my my wife and I came to come visit her and I just fell in love with this other small community. And it really just, I don't know, it kind of like it's almost a cool northern parallel of where I come from in the desert. But now that I'm just in this like northern winter wonderland. Um, <laughs> but it's been cool, though. And from as a res boy, um, I'm very grateful to Bemidji. Everybody like took me in right away um, when they heard that, I, you know, I could play blues or play like, you know, sit like, oh, you know, this young dude, you know, singing like this, like old blues. And like, you know, so all right away, just the the, the older generation. Uh, took us under their wing and like we were like for the first two years like our best friends were like over 50 and we're these like young 20 year old you know early 20s and um hanging out with this the 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 blues veterans and music veterans of the community so we're very grateful for them and they're they're the ones who really took me in as well as the natives who really latched on to my music and when when they especially when they found out i'm navajo too so so i'm so it it, it, it was definitely more more of a blessing um uh, you know, I had a beautiful woman to come up here to pursue to be around, so it, it was good in all in all senses. Um, but me being a mama's boy and a res boy myself, um, you know, there's a lot of depression, and then you know, I, I got to go home at least a couple times a year because of the overcast in the winter. Um, really gets to me. Um, you know, I, re- I, I you know I really miss home. So, um, and I'm I'm going back for my my birthday next month, and that'd be really fun. And but no, it, it's been good. It's been definitely a, a huge blessing to be able to come up here and experience this and represent my people up here. So yeah, great. Well, we're definitely wanting to talk about your new music. Can you give us an intro to your your music in general, and then the new album you have coming out? Yeah. Uh, uh, more of like a blues rock guy. I don't. It's hard to call myself a blues musician just just because I know blues musicians and like <laughs> man, they can really pull from that genre in ways that I can't. That are really traditional or really, you know, go way back some of those riffs and some of those ways of writing the song. And for me, you know, I'm more kind of like you know that new new age contemporary style where you know like black keys and jack white stripes was like one of the first like new bands that showed me i could like mess around with blues with like hard rock and mix it up and i'm like whoa that's cool you know um so yeah so it's just kind of like blues blues rock and then um uh the guys i play with i've been playing with for like good five six years now um they've been really really cool i'm eric sundin on drums and Gary Brosty on the bass, upright bass. Um, and I'm really fortunate with these guys too, because I met them and, you know, they're like the hired guns of Bemidji, you know, um, Gary and Eric, they both get sought out a lot for recording studio time and to sit in with a lot of bands just because they're so good at what they do in their craft. 
They're really humble, so people love to work with them. They know how to read the band. So they're just really good musicians, and I'm just so so honored and grateful that um, I got them. Because <laughs> they, start they started filling in, sitting in with me, and like they, they started learning my songs. And they were already part of a, quite a few other bands, and I just... And I realized like, hey, like if I can keep, they actually like playing with me, if I can keep them busy, like I actually, <laughs> I actually might be able to make this a thing. So yeah, because I, I mean, I love jamming with everybody, but I just, I like having a consistent group of people. Like that's how I learned in a band and that's how I connect, you know, where you're, you're, you're just as good friends off stage as you are on stage. So I'm <laughs> glad they stuck with me and I kept them busy. And there's such a good rhythm section with, as a drummer and a bassist that, they they make our sound that that huge that we can stay a trio that we don't have to add add any another rhythm or something because they're just both so good at filling in spaces and 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 working with each other while I'm off in la la land you know <laughs> so they hold it they hold on to fort um, so it's been really cool with that band and um, yeah and this new album is our second studio album um, and it's uh, our first one we released in 2019 and that one was just really a uh, just a big group of songs that we kind of learned to write and play with each other as time went on and we finally recorded it. So that was our first album where it was like, we're finding our sound, like they're finding their sound within my writing. Um, and then there's a couple songs on that album, like Too Green to Burn that really just stand out, that really show something different and fresh, um, which I think kind of gives a preview to this next album where I think we're just uh, finding our sound just that much more and um, just and kind of how my writing's changing, especially as my transition from like writing about like God all the time to like now writing about God in like a native perspective now and um and then and, and kind of that decolonization perspective as well, you know, where I no longer have to feel pressured to like sing to this crowd of people you know this institution where now i feel the free to like sing more about my people and sing for my people and like lift them up and inspire them because like in my old way of thinking and writing you know i was always like no we need it we need to be this way and think this way so that's how i'm gonna write so now it's like no i don't care what you think i'm writing you know because i'm navajo i'm Diné. you know i'm writing from still writing from my experiences but now writing from my experiences in that transition in my, in my personal faith. I don't, I don't pray to Jesus no more. You know, I pray to changing woman, you know, that's, that's, I pray to Adzana Adleha. That's, that's the Dene deity. And it's a woman, you know, where we're matriarchal, you know, we, we lift up our woman and we commemorate them for being stronger than us. <laughs> you know? um, and that's why, you know, that's why I'm really glad that, that, that really, that that's really going to show more in my writing as we go along. And, and this album really reflects a lot of that too. So. We recorded at Winterland Studios in Minneapolis, which now they're not at that studio anymore. They're at a different studio, but we were the last ones to record the tape in that studio. So it was really, really, really an honor to work there with uh, with Matt Curtin. He's the one who produced it. And um, yeah, it was just really a, just a step up. It was our first time really stepping out of our comfort zone to go to the city to record an album. It was kind of scary, but but really cool, really cool experience. It's a lot of work, especially when you're out of town at a studio. It was, it's been a fun process and we're so glad it's finally, finally out. Cool. Yeah. Great. So the album is called Soak and we have the first track lined up to listen to. Can you tell us about the first track? 
Yes. <laughs> People are wondering how to say it. It's Suakaz. There's no correct way to say it because it's just Zacchaeus backwards. The the name from the Bible, Zacchaeus. Oh, okay. So it's a story about like a tax man who's like using his power to just, you know, rob everybody in the community and just put taxes on people. I don't know. And it's just kind of like <laughs> using that story and fable like against against the world that claims that but doesn't live by it. <laughs> when I wrote it, I was in a really dark place. And in the, in, in, in the first verse, I like say like, hey, am I, am, am I where I need to be? You know, that's kind of like me, like just calling out to my community, you know, call us, us calling out to the, you know, not just me, but when we're just feeling lost or feeling just fed up with everybody, fed up with everything around us, we're just mad and just don't know, don't know what to do. And we're just like, man, like, am I where, am I am where I need to be? You know, so it's just a cool, it's just a cool song, rock song that just kind of embraces a lot of those changes and reckonings that were were happening in my life when I was writing it really just and 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 kind of an anthem and to like my community that still supports me and you know the the you know I shout out I give a shout out to the two spirit clan in there you know I give a shout out to the water protectors in there you know um I say uh, we don't run we don't hide when we speak up for these lands it puts God on your side and it's the first song in the album and it's just kind of just setting the tone not just musically but even spiritually and um, where I'm where I'm coming from and where my heart is. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to the first track, Suikaz, off of the new album Soak by Corey Medina and Brothers. and brothers new album soak and now that we have a taste of that sound uh let's get into it just a bit more cole i know you have about a hundred questions so let's see how many (laughs) we can get to (laughs) (laughs) um you were talking about writing um you know changing the focus of the lyrics and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and i was just curious you know what you come up with is it the lyrics first or is it the music melody is it a mix of both um yeah, or it has, oh, yeah. and I see uh, Maple Acres Studio. Does that have a big role in your writing now? Um, oh yeah, yeah. 
that's a cool question. I, I always get that. I always get asked that too. Um, for me, it's actually, um, it really starts with a theme. Like I'm real heavy on like intros and how the song's going to make you feel and how much you can shake your booty to it. You know, it's like, those are kind of my, like my, what I'm grabbing from when I'm writing a song is all right, like what do I want to say, what I want to be about and how dancey do I want it? And in anything I write, I try to make it to, even if it's the most serious song, I try to make it to where you still can like bob your head to it and still just jam out to it. So, but if, if I have a theme like Pond Man on, the, on this album is a really good example because Pond Man, that's just like a theme. You're kind of calling out the darkness of how people can like take advantage of natives and you're not really making them a villain because there's pawn stars all over the country, you know, but at the same time, it's a theme. It's very Southwestern and cowboyish. And that's what I was thinking about when I wrote it. And I was like, oh, like what would be a cool, I guess got to sound real 60s and 70s, you know? So it, it's really just that that's what I start with a theme. Then I'll find a phrase that just gets me. I'm like, ooh, I like that phrase. That's a cool, I, I almost if you imagine like, if a rapper's like writing a like writing a bar or something like, oh, like that's really good. Like I bet that would resonate with somebody, you know? So if I can get that one phrase or lyric, then I'm like, all right, cool. Like what key do I want this to be? And how do I want to sing that phrase? Where are the syllables, you know? When I'm lucky, what I'm very grateful for every now and then, the the very few times when I'll just have just this inspiration. I have the theme. I can hear it a little bit and I get on my guitar and I can write it in like 15 minutes. So wow. that two of the songs on this al- on this album were written in 15 minutes <laughs> and we played it that <laughs> night. I just wrote out the lyrics and the chords. I told Eric what the plan did, like what kind of beat to plan the drums for the transitions that we, we went through it and we played at the show that night. But that that's how I like, I, I like to write. I like, I like to go on themes and then like how, how, how am I going to present this? to to the listener and how are they going to receive it how can i get this across how can i get this emotion across very nice very nice i got to get into equipment i'm also a, a guitar player yeah um, so i i just got to ask like what kind of tech do you use at your shows i i see that you got an impressive pedal board what are some of your pedals that you like um yeah. you know what's your guitar amp setup cool i have a uh, some yeah i'm a pedal head I've, man, I saw a lot of guys who are like, if if not my age, younger, who are like native guitar players, and and some of them are friends, and some of them I don't even know them. They're just I just love following their their content on Instagram, and you know, and there's such good guitar players, and and I love how in the guitar playing community, there's the group of guys who are just full force ahead, going force with technology, learning so much cool things that are coming out. But then there's this other group of people who are really finding those hot spots in their tone with the least amount of pedals possible. That's the new thing these days. Before it was like, if you had, whoever had the biggest pedal board was top dog. You know, now it's like, can you get good tone with the least pedals? So, so now I'm like at the point where I'm trying to pare it down, but I'm also trying to just be like, don't be insecure if a guitarist comes up and like sees all your pedals. You can't get rid of the wah-wah pedal though. I know. If I had to bear it down, it'd be just drive, wah, tremolo, delay, and reverb. So that's my main, that's really all the main thing I use. Um, my, my little secret weapon that I use in my tone, like uh, I've, I've been using for years, um, is, I, is right before my trem- tremolo pedal, I use a, 
uh, a mini pog. So it's an octave, octave pedal. So, and all I do is just, I add my regular tone and I just add a little bit of the octave, just a little bit. And that goes right before my tremolo. So when I play, you're not hearing that high sound. You're just hearing a little bit of it resonate with the tremolo. Then I, then some people think I have a Leslie on stage. So it's really cool. Um, so that's my, that's my main setup is with pedals is, and then I love delay and reverb. Um, I have a delay pedal and reverb that's on all the time because I'm only one guitarist in a band. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're only one guitarist in a band, I highly suggest using some sort of ambient reverb sound because it makes you sound bigger. And that's not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing to want to sound bigger or want to sound like more than one guitar. Like it's not cheating. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, 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 your, your audience will appreciate it more. And that's what I really, that's what I've noticed. If I don't have reverb and delay, I'm just playing. It's just really dry to me. And it's just like, ah, oh, like I need some resonance. You know, I want, if I stop that note real quick, I want it to like echo just a little bit. So, um, and then my, right now I just, up, oh, I just moved to a new amp and I'm actually in my garage and my amps are now. So I just went nice. from using stuff like this, where it's like a silver face, like vintage, like silver face fender stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm from using that. So I sold some of the stuff I was using before and now I moved to this. Marshall, to okay. Marshall. So it's really cool. So I found this one. So I'm a huge fan of like Marshall Plexis and Jimi Hendrix sound. But those Marshall Plexis, those vintage ones are like 2,000, 2,500 just for the head. And they're way too loud and big and heavy. So thankfully they came up, Marshall came up with a new small studio version of that Plexi. Um, and it comes with this a little small 212 cab. Um, and I used to use two or three amps on stage to tone stack. And when I just use that one Marshall, it sounds just as good as using like, like three amps to get that big sound. So, so yeah, so now I just use that Marshall and I'm like so ecstatic just to even, I'm like giddy still like saying, oh yeah, I use Marshall. I feel cool. Um, I'll always love Fender. Um, I'll always love Fender. I'll always have Fender's amps on hand to record with. I really like their tone, but. For live and for that warmness and for what I do now and for the tone I'm trying to go for lately, um, warmer is better and Marshall's definitely warmer. So yeah, so Marshall Plexi, Studio Plexi, and a couple reverb head pedals and yeah. And then I have a. Uh, you rock with the Telecaster. Yeah, yeah, and people and what always gets people people really like my Tele because it has the Bigsby, and I and like I don't care if it vain or not but i just know that's always a cool fact when people see and I, I know people guitar players appreciate it because some of them feel sorry for me and be like oh that poor band like he has to change those strings and <laughs> yeah it can be annoying but um and then uh within my telly i don't whenever i buy a new telly well, i don't buy tellies all the time but um i route out the lipstick pickup and i put in a humbucker well i don't but i get it set up and then usually i have a humbucker put in this one um yeah. with yeah so with with my when you use a lot of pedals like me um and you only have single and you only have single coil pickups it buzzes a lot so i, I have i I don't, I don't have good luck with so i put those humbuckers on it and it really helps and um i, I can't i can't use strat it sucks if i try to use strat for my setup it just be just really humming all the time which Therefore, that's why they're called humbuckers. So, but yeah, but that's what I use. And then as a backup, I have my wife's gypsy. Love it. Awesome. Thanks for the equipment talk. 
You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Corey Medina, Diné musician from Shiprock, New Mexico, who now lives in northern Minnesota. His band, Corey Medina and Brothers, have a new album out now called Soak. The album art, Mm -hmm. uh, the album cover, it's got soak, it's got water, it's got the skull. Could you talk about the influence, you know, behind that artwork and, you know, who did that? Yeah, Uh, I I did the artwork and... um, Cool. Nice. Yeah. So my original idea was supposed to be like a a bull skull, like a bull bull head, like a southwestern desert cowboyish bull skull in inside of a like a creek like a flowing creek and i was i was gonna actually try to like order one on amazon i could fake bull skull on amazon and find a creek somewhere and take a picture of it and then just digitize it from there but i was running out of time and then i was like well i better practice as i haven't done any graphic design in a long time i better you know so i started practicing and then i told the guys about the idea of the album cover i said hey i want to do this bull skull in a creek, you know, and I said, it'll kind of like the skull inside the water will represent, you know, the skull represents death, you know, and then water representing life, you know, but then the skull in the water, you know, can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people, whether it's, you're trying to revive something, you know, that you think is dead, or you're trying to like give something life, or, you know, it can be even darker where it's like, there's some things we got to let go you know, but we're still trying to revive it, you know, but it's, it's better. It's better left. The fact that it's better left dead isn't always a bad thing. You know, it's, it, it's okay to keep it there and, and know that like, like scars, you know, like, like we, we heal and we get a scar. It's ugly, but we don't try to like, you know, we don't try too hard to like cover it up too much. You know, it's like, Hey, it's healed. It's, it's ugly, but you know, so that's kind of one way. And then my, my drummer sent me a text. He's like, Hey, he's like, Right away, I got this image when he when he told me about the bull skull. He's and he sent me a picture of that. Um, it's a kudo skull. It's like I think it's an African like an African antelope. And he said this is the first skull that came to my mind because he's like when I was growing up, we'd visit my uncle and he had this skull at the top of the staircase when we had to go to the bathroom. So he's like every night as a kid, I had to like if I wanted to go bathroom at night, I had to walk upstairs up to the skull, just staring at you and to go to the bathroom. And so I was like, dude, I was like, that's a pretty cool skull. Cause I was trying to, the bullhead skull was just starting to look cheesy because it's kind of just used a lot. So I grabbed that one and I I couldn't find any like licensable vectors of it. So I found I found one really good photography picture of it that I was able to license and I was able to digitize it. And, and I looked up the meaning of it. I looked at the meaning behind the skull, what the skull represents. And it's really cool. It, rep- it represents like prosperity, growth like reckoning and i was just like just with that i was like cool that's it we're using that skull like that's the skull that's going into it and so just by the grace of god i was able to like put enough vectors together where i made it look like it was underwater so yeah so that's how that came about my <laughs> my mom's kind of old school so like i showed her she was like oh like was kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no but it's supposed to just really just represent peace, really. Like it looks scary. It looks like, whoa, is this about is Corey going satanic or is this a heavy metal album? You know, but no, it's like it shows death, but it also shows a lot of life. Yeah, there's like the the calm water and like the multicolored rocks and 
Yeah, it's just really serene. And and there's times when there's things in our life that are so messed up and we can't control it. And it's just but but we can learn from it and grow from it. And that's what that's what's sitting there. You know, that's the skull. That's the you know, that's what we look back and say, you know, I, I you know, I, I may not want to go back to that again. But at least I learned from it and I have peace from it. And so, yeah, so there's a, yeah, there's a lot of different different things that really go into that where I was like, hey, soap, and that, that really makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Corey Medina, Diné Nation musician from Shiprock, New Mexico, now living in northern Minnesota. And he's got a new album out now called Soak. Is there anything else you want to share about the new album and anything like that that you think might help the listeners in their journey? Okay, I think we're going to, the biggest thing that like, as much as we love, as any musician loves being in the studio, for us, there's nothing like playing live and giving an audience that live experience. Um, So so coming up soon, we're going to be doing some um, like live videos where we uh, do live versions of them and put them out. And that's kind of really where how our music got out, got put out there in the first place, because people really dug our live sound. So we started putting on YouTube and um and that's what really helped people start sharing and getting to our shows. So expect that we are going to try to get vinyl. We're going to do a pre-order this fall into the winter sometime because right now the the vinyl we're going to go through for the out al- for this album um, it won't be ready till they run a waiting list till next summer. But we have been re- getting requests and we are going to do it. Um, but in order to do it, we have to do a pre-order because they're pretty expensive. <laughs> so uh, at least if we get the pre-order, we can just pay it right away. We don't have to worry about too much of that. But we're we're get, we're excited to get out there more this winter. Um, as safe as we can, we're going to be planning more indoor winter shows, um, which will be nice. It'll be kind of good for, I think, music communities all around. Um, although I think it's really good to be still careful. Um, you know, my kids are back at school and we have to keep them back today because they're both sniffling and coughing already. So, um, yeah, you know, this COVID is still out there and, you know, we still have a lot of tribal people who are very not immune to this, you know, and this can affect them. And I've had plenty of loved ones who've, uh, lost loved ones and I've lost loved ones to it. Um, so I just, I don't know. So just, I just, I just want to put that out there because as a, as a band whose career, most of the time weighs on if people show up and getting people together, you know, and, and for someone who's me, like me, who's paranoid and thinks of the worst all the time, um, you know, we just want to do it the safe as we can, but really just try to give people just that good medicine again, not, not just to, Hey, let's, let's get, let's go party again. No, there's, there's something about being being around just good music you know whether it's serious or not it's just sometimes it's just healing because music in itself is is good just good for the soul so um and if we can do it you know in a way that it's safe it's fun you know and helps provide you know me and my band for our families as well yeah that's awesome you know so um that's kind of what we got to look forward to this winter so thank you so much Corey Medina. Yeah. yeah, congrats on the album. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate your words so much. And we're going to end here with another tune off the new album, a tune called Smoke Signals.
right. Corey Medina, Danae, musician from Shiprock, New Mexico, now living in Bemidji, not too far from me. Always super fun to talk to. Great musician. And yeah, what do you think, Cole? There's a lot of great music happening up in northern Minnesota. <laughs> I tell you, he's got it's some great, great tunes. I like it. I really liked when he was talking about the cover art and fi- ha- having that sense of peace and the concept of scars, how yeah. they're ugly but healed. And I'm like, mm. oh, Uh, My brain just went like, click, like, yeah, I mean, there's healing that happens, but that doesn't mean that whatever happened in the past is erased. There's still, Mm. it's still there. It might be ugly, but it's healed. Oh, what? Come on, Corey. (laughs) That was great. That was really great. uh, For more amazing thoughts like that, just check out his music. If you want to hear Corey talk about his gear, including his effects pedals, his guitar, his amp, Check out the podcast version on the website. That's minnesotanativenews.org. I'm Leo Lem. I'm Cole Primo. Miigwech for listening. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.